Well, good morning and welcome to the Bethel Baptist Bible Devotion Time. This is Pastor Donnie Shumate of the Bethel Baptist Church here in North Wilkesboro, North Carolina. I want to welcome you today. I want to thank you for taking time uh, to tune in with us this morning for just a few moments. We've entitled our study, A Journey Through John. And today we're going to look at John 15, verse number 20, down through verse 27 Lord willing. That's a lot of verses to take in in a brief Bible study. We need to jump right in, get started today. And also just a reminder that uh, as we think about this, Jesus is in uh, the last few hours of his earthly ministry. In just a few hours, he's going to be nailed to a Roman-made cross. He's going to die a sacrificial death. And for six grueling hours, the Lord will be hung upon Calvary's cross, suffering and bleeding and dying for you and I. And But before that, we know that he made his way from the room where they had the Last Supper, and they made their way to the Garden of Gethsemane. The words that are spoken in John 15 are spoken, I believe, somewhere between that last supper room and the Garden of Gethsemane. And as we think about that today, that's a lot to consider. Jesus' last words are very important words. Now, this morning, if you have a copy of God's Word nearby, I want to encourage you today to open up your Bible along with me to John chapter 20. We'll read uh, the verses. I'll give you a few thoughts as we go down through these verses together, beginning in verse 20. The Bible says, and, and I put this down this way, a call to remember. Jesus said in John 15 verse 20, remember the word that I said unto you, the servant is not greater than his Lord. If they have persecuted me, they will also persecute you. If they have kept my saying, they will keep yours also. Now, first of all, I see the position of a servant. Jesus is teaching the disciples some very valuable lessons. Uh, in Matthew chapter 10, verse 24 and 25, the Lord said, The disciple is not above his master, nor the servant above his Lord. It is enough for the disciple that he be as his master and the servant as his Lord. If they have called the master of the household Beelzebub, how much more shall they call them of his household? Now, Beelzebub 
which means the Lord of, of the house. And that was actually a title of a heathen deity or a god, a little G-O-D, to whom the Jews ascribed uh, the sovereignty of evil spirits. They, they used that term to describe Satan himself, the prince of devils. What Jesus is saying here in this chapter, in chapter 15 of John, and also in Matthew chapter 10, is that what we as God's people, the followers of the Lord Jesus, and especially the disciples, they must expect to be treated just as he was treated. And we know what they did to the Lord. And we have record of what they did to the apostles. And so we know that this comes full circle. So a call to remember. Jesus wanted them to know uh, what was going to happen to him. But not only the position of a servant, they were uh, followers of him and they could expect the same treatment as the master was treated. And then we see the persecution of the Savior. Jesus says, if they, in verse 20 of John 15, if they have persecuted me, they will also persecute you. If they have kept my saying, they will keep yours also. And we know that they persecuted dramatically the Lord Jesus Christ. Isaiah 53, in fact, is a prophecy concerning uh, the suffering, the persecution of the Lord Jesus Christ. And when Isaiah wrote Isaiah 53, 1 through 3, he said, Whom hath believed our report? And to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? For he shall grow up before him as a tender plant and as a root out of a dry ground. He hath no form nor comeliness. And when we shall see him, there is no beauty that we should desire him. He is despised and rejected of men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And we hid as if it were our faces from him. He was despised and we esteemed him not. That Those verses speak of the persecution that has been prophesied over 700 years before Jesus was even born. Isaiah penned those words about the persecution of the Savior. Now, we'll look at verses 21 down to 24 quickly. And not only do we see a call to remember, as we find in verse 21, but secondly, a clear reasoning we're going to find in verse 21, beginning there, and I put down the cause of Christian persecution. I ask you a question, why does that have to be so? Why does persecution have to come? But in verse 21, it's very clear. He says, but all these things will they do unto you for my name's sake, because they know not him that sent me. Now, in the latter part of the book of Acts, the Acts of the Apostles in chapter number 28, we know that the Apostle Paul had arrived at Rome. 
And in verse number 23 of Acts 28, the Bible says, And when they had appointed him a day, that he may, that there came many to him into his lodging, to whom he expounded and testified the kingdom of God, persuading them concerning Jesus, both out of the law of Moses and out of the prophets, from morning till evening. And some believed the things which were spoken. And listen what he says, and some believed not. And when they agreed not among themselves, they departed. After that, Paul had spoken one word. Well, spake the Holy Ghost by Isaiah the prophet unto our fathers, saying, Go unto this people and say, Hearing ye shall hear and shall not understand, and seeing ye shall see and not perceive. For the heart of this people is wax gross, and their ears are dull of hearing, and their eyes have they closed, lest they should see with their eyes, and hear with their ears, and understand with their heart, and should be converted, and I should heal them. But be it known therefore unto you that the salvation of God is sent unto the Gentiles, and that they will hear it. So what we know is there is always and has been since the institution of the church Christian persecution. It is real, and it is even real today. So there is a clear reasoning as we could look, and let's, let's notice in verse 22, uh, the condemnation of those who persecute. Their sin is not hidden. Verse 22 reveals that. Jesus said, if I had not come and spoken unto them, they had not sinned, but now they have no cloak for their sin. Not only their sin is not hidden, but they, their hatred of Christ actually reveals their hatred of God the Father. In verse 23 and 24, He that hateth me hateth my Father also. If I had not done among them the works which none other man did, they had not sinned. But now have they both seen and hated both me and my Father. Isn't that amazing? that they hate both Jesus and it reveals an evil heart that they actually hate God. So there is the condemnation of those who persecute and there is a clear reasoning under this call to remember. I want you to notice quickly in verse 25 down through verse 27 the completion of the prophecy. You see, Jesus said in verse 25, but this cometh to pass that the word might be fulfilled that is written in their law. They hated me without a cause. First of all, the scripture is being fulfilled in their persecution against Christ and against the believers. It fulfills the Bible specifically about Jesus that they hated him without a cause because Jesus is sinless, the perfect Lamb of God. He did nothing worthy of being put to death, yet they hated him to the degree that they persecuted him without a cause. 
And the Bible says in Psalms 35, verse 19, let them that are mine enemies wrongfully rejoice over me. Neither let them wink with the eye that hate me without a cause. You see, there's a prophecy that has been fulfilled. But not only the completion of prophecy in verse 25 to 27, but if you'll notice in verse 26, but when the Comforter is come, whom I will send unto you from the Father, even the Spirit of truth which proceedeth from the Father, he shall testify of me. You see, we see the Scripture is being fulfilled. That's the completion of prophecy. And then we see the Spirit descending. That is another completion of prophecy in the Word of God. Jesus testifies right here in verse 26 of the coming of the Holy Spirit. So the Scripture is fulfilled. The Spirit is descending and will descend. And, and we know that. And He is here among us now. But not only that, but in verse number 27, the Bible says, and Jesus said this, and ye also shall bear witness because ye have been with me from the beginning. So we have the scripture fulfilled. We have the spirits descending. And thirdly, we have the saints witnessing. As we look at this section of scripture in verse 25 to 27, we see the completion of the prophecy of Christ. And I'm glad for that today. And that's one way that we can look back and read the Bible with a surety of knowing that Jesus is exactly who he said he is. And what a witness these disciples become. Each one of them, with the exception of Judas, who was the betrayer, and John the Revelator, John lived to be an old man. Judas died soon after he betrayed the Lord. But the rest of the apostles, according to Scripture, all of them were martyred for the cause of Christ. Each one of them giving their life for the cause. Can I tell you, my friends, that is a witness within itself. And what witnesses were these disciples? I see that I've went over this morning on our time, but nevertheless, thank God for his word. Lord willing, we'll be back again in the morning and pick up again uh, where we've left off today with another Bethel Baptist Bible devotion time. And until then, this is Pastor Donnie Schumann of the Bethel Baptist Church in North Wilkesboro, North Carolina. want to thank you again for being with us today. God bless you is our prayer. Bye-bye. Child, I know you're sorry for all that you have done. Just reach to me, for I am the one. I am the